We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Welcome. We are Mind Power Meets Mystic. I am Michelle Walters, and I am here with my co-host, Cynthia Varkavisser. We are so excited today to be speaking to Annie Blackstone. Annie Blackstone is the founder and mother of Woo Woo in the Redwoods, a biannual gathering in the Redwoods near Canyon, California. She teaches shamanic practices, hypnotherapy, EFT, Reiki, and other classes at HCH Institute. Annie's goal is to provide her students with a solid foundation in shamanic practices and to create a supportive and dynamic community of healers because the world needs us more now than ever. Annie's teaching draws on a variety of cultures, teachers, and traditions, which all stem from an understanding of working in relationship and reciprocity with nature and the unseen forces that shape our world. Annie has a wide variety of modalities, including hypnotherapy, shamanic practices, ancestral healing, EFT, past life regression, spirit release, sand play therapy, and brain spotting. Welcome, Annie. We're so happy to have you here today. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to see you both. So I was very excited. I met Annie about a year ago, uh, introduced by some friends who had been telling me for months about this great event that Annie puts on called Woo Woo in the Redwoods. And it's a hard thing to explain. We're going to be talking about it a little bit more throughout the show, but I was so excited to get to meet Annie, who's the um, uh, inspirer, the, the person who had the, the, little inspiration, somebody who told her source, I don't know what it is, but somehow Annie's the one who came up with the whole thing. And it's really just a very magical kind of event. So Annie, I know that one of the pieces of all of this is that you have a personal and longstanding relationship with this magical location in Canyon, California, where the event is held. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you came to find Canyon and and uh, recognize the the potential of this special space? Mm. I first came here in seventy mm, nine, I think. I was just a kid and um, loved it. I immediately thought the first time I came here because I'd been in Oakland for a little while by then. I had thought that oh, this is where all the magic came when it got pushed out of the city. (laughs) Um, So I was here for a bit and then I went away and did some other things. And then when I had kids, I wanted to come back here. This is where I wanted to raise them. So that's what I did. And I raised five kids here. Um, Four of them went to Canyon School and I spent uh, so much time there, of course, with my kids. And the Grove at the school is just the most beautiful and magical place. And I always had a dream of bringing people, woo-woo people like myself there to spend the day. And then COVID hit and I was like, I just so much wanted people to come together in community in person. 
And so I had been thinking about it for many years and I finally just took the plunge and made the arrangements with the school and started inviting my people and my students and people I knew to come and present and come hang out for the day. And it just took off from there. Well, it's funny because I grew up in the East Bay and I remember being a kid sometime. I have no idea why, but I remember being in the back of mom's station wagon and at some point driving past Canyon and thinking, what is this town that has like a school and a post office? And that's about it. But here it was nestled in the Redwoods, not far from a really big city. And yet it feels like a place that is completely, uh, I don't know, out of, outside of time and space. It's, um, it's a really special, it's a special little location. And um, I've always been a Redwood lover. I went to UC Santa Cruz because I really had to live up in the Redwoods for a time of my life. And so it's just, it's just fantastic. You've been able to put this event together in such a pretty, pretty place. Yeah. Yeah. We need to come together in community and we need to like just be outside yeah so often we're so well taken care of that we just shuffle into one room into another room from one chair to another chair (laughs) you know it's very nice to just come out and like oh I'm going into the woods today and I'm going to go in the woods and I'm going to meet a lot of people that are interested in all the woo-woo things and when I say woo-woo things I mean we have a pretty strong shamanic group that show up and teach different things, different practitioners. We have, uh, like yourself, several hypnotherapy folks that come. Um, We have people who talk to the stars and talk to the plants and yoga with the trees and sing songs and do uh, crystal ball healing. We do, we have a Reiki clinic there where all my Reiki students, I invite them to come and, and donate their, everybody donates their time, but they come and give sessions during the um throughout the time of the woo woo and we have a kids program so everybody can bring their kids and the kids get to play in the woods that day too um it's really very beautiful finally you know i finally made the decision to do it and i started putting the information out and for many years i've you know i homeschooled my kids for a while so i was i just get involved in everything right so i (laughs) i helped to create some of the um homeschooling California networking thing for homeschoolers. I helped create their kids program for their yearly convention. And then after that, between the last 20 years, I've been leading medical trips uh, teams to Haiti. I have a nonprofit for Haiti. Oh, wow. I'm used to like leading groups, doing big things and, um, you know, like people, people, concentrated people things. And so after the first uh, woo woo, I got home and I was like, well, that's nice. That's really nice. But something was missing. And I was home and I was, it's quiet and I'm relaxed. And I'm like, what was missing was trouble. There was no trouble. You get 150 people in the woods and no trouble at all. Like what a wonderful group of people that is that they all just come there and are just so happy to be in the scene and to share their wisdom and to, yeah, just be together. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful um, event. I was also wondering, Annie, tell me a little bit more about your work at HCH and how you came to be a part of that institution. They asked me, really. 
Um, so I was first certified as a hypnotherapist in uh, 1992, um, okay. a long time ago. I never realized I'm as old as I am. But anyway, um, and that was made my heart sing. I loved it. I had been on a spiritual path for my whole dang life and had many teachers and then found hypnotherapy and was like, this is it for me. And I had a good practice in Oakland for many years after that. But eventually I started having kids and eventually had five and, and no real time. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a handful. <laughs> no real time for working outside the home, just kind of dealing with their stuff. So um, I did that for a good long time. And then when that kind of, not that it's ever done, but when there began to be room to breathe for myself, I started looking for what makes me happy and my heart sing again. And lo and behold, I found HCH, which um, HCH stands for Hypnotherapy Clearinghouse, but it's been there for like 35, 40 years in Lafayette. It's been there, it's longstanding hypnotherapy institute. And so I just started taking classes there and I teach now. And, and um, one of the things I always tell people, and maybe somebody who listens to this might also need to hear it, is the way to find the thing that you need in your life's path is to follow what makes you happy. And that is totally what I did. And I was in crisis when I decided to just like find what makes me happy. And uh, I just kept moving toward it. And HCH was a big part of that. It was just, I don't, I wasn't looking to, you know, it for a job. I wasn't looking to teach. I wasn't looking for anything that I've ended up with in this like wonderful life that I have, but I just kept following what made me feel good. And eventually I ended up doing what makes my heart sing all the time. I am so lucky. I woke up the other morning and I thought, you know, my job is to love dogs and love people like how great is that, right? Well, that might be that might be your job. That might be how you see it, but I'm sure other people see it in other ways too. So. <laughs> but along the lines of following the things that you love, you have created this amazing community. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about the community you've created? I mean, I have to say the thing that there are two things that really struck me about Woo Woo in the Redwoods besides the absolute beauty of the space. And that is that the kids, you had set up programs for the kids throughout the day. And the kids said, we are having so much fun tramping through the woods that that's what it was. It was they got to follow their heart's desire, which I think is the greatest thing in the whole wide world. And the second is that people were very willingly and joyfully introducing themselves and hugging and just so welcoming and lovely. And that's that's a community that you've created. And so I'd love to know more about how that came to be. Um, I just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same with you know the shamanic work? Did you just let that happen and it kind of in your life and yeah well I had five kids you know they rub off all the rough edges not that I don't have a lot of rough rough, rough edges left but they you know like you just learn to you know soften okay. yeah. and allow things to happen and so when I wanted to do the woo-woo um and I wanted to bring people together and I started talking to my students first because the HCH folks that are my students I knew would come and be there um, and first thing my friend Renata says, hey, I wanted to do this with kids. 
for forever. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> please do. You could do what you want to do. Like make a beautiful kids program. And she spends so much time doing it and is um, so thoughtful and caring about how she brings the children into the community and into sacred space and into spirit and like talking to trees and having fairy tea parties and all the fun things. Um, same with most everybody who wants to present or give them the opportunity to be there and and share what they know and share their wisdom is allowing people to just be who they are and express what they um they have a mm, desire in their heart to to share and sometimes it takes folks a little while because they're like like looking for where's the the boundaries to bounce off of not that I do have boundaries but I also am very fluid in allowing people to come forward and and share what they makes their heart sing because that's I think why we're here um <laughs> is to share those things that make us um that express who we are um so the community is they just come and it's just um I welcome everybody like there and it is really now since especially um, the last few years, it's like sometimes I only see people every six months. So I have to do this twice a year, right? So I can get them to come visit. And um, yeah, it just, it kind of is very fluid. And I try not to hold it too tightly and allow things to happen. And sometimes, you know, there have to be rules. Somebody asked me the other day, hey, can I still apply? Can I? I said, yeah, because, you know, I make the rules. And then I thought to myself, and the first rule is, there's no rules. <laughs> But people do need some containment sometimes. So I do put deadlines on things and I do meet with people and I do try to do that. But um, yeah, it's like that. That's really beautiful. I want to remind all of the folks we have listening today that you are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, and my podcast pal, Cynthia Varkavisser. Today, we are talking to Annie Blackstone, who is a shaman, a hypnotherapist, an EFT practitioner, and many, many more things, as well as the mother of Woo Woo in the Redwoods, which is an upcoming event that we should let everybody know about the date and how to get tickets, because of course, that's key to this whole thing. So if you can come or just want to see gorgeous pictures about what this event is all about so that you can come next time, the next version of Woo Woo in the Redwoods is happening on Sunday, October 1st. It is in Canyon, California, which is between Moraga and, and uh, Oakland. And you can learn all about it at the easy to remember URL of woowoointheredwoods.com, which I think is just genius. And I will spell that out now just so nobody's going to miss it. Woo-woo is W-O-O-W-O-O in the Redwoods, R-E-D-W-O-O-D-S. So um, beautiful website, Annie. Uh, the person you have taking pictures does a lovely job. And I think everybody should just take a look at at the pictures, they can't capture all of it, but they do a good job of giving you a nice hint. Yeah, Carmela Obscura, who does the um, crystal bowl um, session in Redwoods, she does all the webby things and the, um, you know, it's like there, it's there's a few strong mamas who just like step right up beside me when I wanted to do this. And they're like, 
oh, okay, so I'll do this piece. I'll, that's what I meant. You know, Renata did that. She came in and said, I want to do this. I'm like, good. Carmela says, hey, I can make a website. The first time, I only had a Facebook page for like the first year and just kind of put it out a little bit like that. Uh, but we should say Eventbrite is where you get tickets. Um, okay. And there's links on the website too. But they do all those things. It's very like, people want this to happen. That's why it happens. It's very... Um, organic sometimes we'll get somebody involved helping us and want to make it big i'm like no i don't want to make it big i wanted to just so grow annie you told us a little bit about sort of how you found your way to hch i'm curious where did you where did you learn hypnotherapy where did you learn your shamanic work did you learn i don't maybe you meant that you learned that at hch but maybe you picked that up somewhere else i'm curious yeah um so I was raised on the Yurok Reservation on the Klamath River. That is not where I learned anything about shamanism, but it is where I would learn to not say I was a shaman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not a presumption I would make, but I am a person with some medicine. That is true. I have, yes, I would say that. Um, so coming from there and I was accepted into some of the tribal things, um, and dances and stuff. And, you know, this was, this was a long time ago and this was before kind of native and indigenous folks were getting their power back. They were still very marginalized when I was growing up. And one of the most beautiful things in my life has been on the climate through, right? I'm from right on the, the, where the river goes into the ocean, right on highway 101 there. Oh, that's beautiful. I camped near there, there river, once. Right? It's, it's stunning. Yeah. That's where I'm from. But when I was a kid, it was a totally different place. And it's been such a joy to watch the river come back, to watch the people of that place come back. Right. Like things do the mother earth will repair herself. If we can just support her in it and get the hell out of the way really. Um, so it's been really beautiful to watch that happen um, in my lifetime. When I was a kid, there were a lot of the animals that are there were not there. There weren't eagles. There were barely any osprey. And now it's just the skies are full and it's uh, beautiful. Um, yeah, it's really special. You're making me smile as I imagine nature because I just love nature. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very powerful place you know when you're on the Klamath River you're like she is not sleeping she is an active active being this mother earth um so being from there I got and being I am um registered with the Cherokee tribe as a person in that um but that wasn't how I was raised because my grandfather himself had been um his family had been marginalized and scattered and then he left our family. So I wasn't raised in that culture, um, but I knew it, you know, I knew it from growing up and I knew what I wasn't and what I was. So I was very careful to seek out teachers along the way um, in a way that was respectful and in a way that wasn't um, appropriating or pretending anything that wasn't true so basically for the teachings that I teach it's just common core shamanism kind of stuff it's not any secret tribal stuff at all it's and it's mostly animism right it's that we've right. all known forever that there are forces that are influencing us all the time so it's just being more open to that and learning how to relate in the kind of unseen worlds and as well as with the seen things that are right outside our windows and under our feet and um having access to that 
which has a lot to do with listening and not expecting what we hear to be in English because we're speaking English or whatever language you speak, but maybe trees talk a little differently, right? Yeah. So uh, me, I kind of just kept going on my own path and doing my own thing and have many teachers. And I like the saying of, I had many teachers and many of those teachers didn't know they were teaching me and I didn't know I was learning anything. <laughs> and eventually what happened was, as far as teaching this shamanic course, which is a lovely community of people who come to the woo-woo, is that um, Holly Holmes Meredith, who owns HCH, asked me to teach it. And I was like, what? <laughs> And um, yeah, so I had to figure that out. I had to figure out if it was okay with me and the spirits that support me. And it was, and I've been doing it ever since. Um, yeah, so it's kind of how I got where I am. I did a lot of work in between and a lot of gathering. I have had a, a nonprofit for Haiti now for, some, it'll be 20 years next year. I support... Um, schools in Haiti. Now we have just one school with about 400 kids and we feed and educate them every day. We employ about 30 people. And I've been doing that for a good long time now. It keeps happening because it's supposed to. That's all I can say about that. Um, it's, uh, who knows, you know, Haiti is a, just such a hard place. And, it's um, wonderful to hear about your work there because I, I've never been, but whenever I speak to someone who's been to Haiti, who has a better understanding of what's going on there, it's just clear. It's a place that really needs love and resources and healing. And I think it's wonderful and commendable that you're running a school there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I started doing, two of my kids are Haitian. I have two Haitian daughters and um, I started doing it because I realized that most of the kids in the orphanages there when I went to visit weren't not there because their parents were dead or they, they were there because their kids, their parents couldn't feed them and they couldn't send them to school. So they wow. went to the orphanages. So I tried to look for me, it was like, you know, the children are the fruit of this tree. What is the, what is at the root of it? And so um, we started some schools. I built about six or seven schools in Haiti and I've just, continued to do this work and get people involved who have the money to do it and or the heart to do it and um yeah because if people can feed and educate their kids they're more likely to be able to keep them and two nobody's going to come from outside and save haiti it's going to be haitian people who save haiti and maybe we can educate some of those uh, children so that they're the next people who lead haiti and who knows how that will play out as far as what I've done, but I know that we've fed some kids and educated and brought some medical teams there and helped in big ways in the, for the most needed, needy people there. So that's a pretty cool thing. Um, that's a fantastic thing, Annie. I think that's more than just kind of cool. Um, but now I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the upcoming events that people can look forward to at WooWoo. I am delighted to be doing my manifesting workshop again. My manifesting workshop is 
put together that comes out of my book. I have a book called An Alignment of Spirit, Finding Work You Love. And I figured out a way to teach some of the core pieces of my book with games and fun things to do in the woods in about 90 minutes. And I'm delighted to be doing this again. I've put it on a couple of times before. It's been very well received. People like my book, but I think people like the class just as much because it kind of makes it all real and human and um Fun. And attaching to the the place, really, um, as I put on the class. So I'm really excited to be doing that again this coming up. Woo-woo. We're glad to have you. Everybody's always having a great time at your workshop. Yeah. Like, we're like, yeah, they're having fun. It's, it's really great. Cynthia, I mean, share with us what you're going to do at Woo-woo. I'm switching it up a little bit. So uh, last time I did um, play play in your problems and spirit will win. Uh, that was a lot of fun because it was um, a good time to shake up. Uh, people get emotionally connected to their their challenges, which makes it hard for people to see. So we would shake things up so they could see their their challenges in a different way. This time around, though, I'm going to incorporate my martial arts so that we can do thought alignment, good thought alignment, good bone alignment, excellent energy alignment. So that'll be a lot of fun. So it'll be about working your working your body and your thoughts and uh, and seeing how your energy moves as you shift your body and your statements. So um, yeah, which is a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to, the, the most thing, the most important thing for me is connecting with the community because there are so many amazing uh, classes and workshops there. Um, I know that you have drumming, that you have crystal bowls, that there's also shamanic work. Um, what else? And those are the things that I, I was like, I want to take this, I want to take that. Um, didn't have a chance to do, but I know that you have other things going on. I think we have maybe about four or five different shamanic workshops on different aspects of the practice of shamanics or shamanic practices. We have... Um, we have a collage class this time, which should be really fun. I'm always oh. wanting more art in everything. So um, collage class, um, what else? Reclaiming Your Power by Alchemizing Fear into Love with Sophia. We have oh. we have a couple yogas, I think. We have Soulful Trust Yoga Circle with Nicole Norman. We have Becoming Shamanic, Sh Becoming Shaman, Eight Timeless Truths with Bonnie Russell. She's done that a couple times at yeah. the have probably seen that that looks really and great. she's going to be on our podcast next month yes. <laughs> there you go well um hypnotic psychedelia with desiree and renata oh. will be doing something i don't know what that is we have a microdosing magic exploring the world of subtle psychedelic transformation with tanya interesting oracle council city this i just talked with uh Maharami um, Peace, who's teaching this, and she's like, it's about sitting in council and working together as council and yeah. communicating and working things. Yeah, so that looks really interesting to me. I haven't seen this one before. And tree yoga, there's another yoga, um, ancestral wayfinding with Annabelle Itepio, and healing and releasing trauma with Regina Perlmutter. I'm going to do something. 
I don't know what yet. Um, uh, Holly Holmes Meredith is going to do past life regression stuff. So that'll be nice to, to um, be with her and doing that. Carmela Obscura will do the crystal walls in the redwood. So it's really beautiful. The redwoods are all around and she's in the center. And then at the end, it's usually she goes in the last workshop. So th there are three different sessions. So there's a morning session that starts around 11 and after lunch, we have one that starts around one and then we have another one that starts around three. So there's three separate sessions. Each of those sessions has anywhere from three to six-ish, three or four to, you know, something depending on how many people um, and workshops are offered. So um, throughout the day, there's usually 20 or so different opportunities to be in workshop and it's very free form. You just, you don't have to sign up in advance. The only thing you have to sign up for in advance is if you want to have a one on a individualized session with someone in the Reiki clinic. And it's not just Reiki, like people bring whatever healing modality that they want to share. And yeah. they, yeah. I, I was going to say, I was really lucky and I got to do readings for, you know, quick little 15, 20 minute readings yeah. for people. And uh, it was an honor to do that. Yeah, we also have a marketplace. So we have a bunch of people who bring stuff and sell it, um, handmade stuff for the most, well, for the most part. And 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 you remember the guy last time, um, what's his name? I can't remember. I forgot the juice guy. The moss juice C -moss, guy. Yeah, yeah. C-Moss. Love him. I yeah, steal my stuff from him. him. on your podcast. Yeah, he's pretty great. Yeah, the got a really great guy. vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do love that. It's um, so free flowing. I, I was actually a little bit worried because people said, you know, people will come in and they'll come out of your class as they see fit. And I love that free will of, does it vibe? Does it not vibe? You get to change your mind. And, um, but you know, I got a little bit egoy. I don't know about you, Michelle, but I did. I was like, Oh, I hope that they like me enough that they, they keep going, but that's really not what it's all about. I do love that. You just get to explore at your pace and what whatever whatever your heart desires, you you just you move through. Um, that in itself is quite an experience because we don't get to do that very often. It is very, you know, it's funny because in the beginning everybody's a little nervous. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, uh, where do I go? What do I do? And then I just and I have people kind of posted around to help, but really it's like moving into it. And then when we begin with the opening ceremony and everybody participates and I just kind of lay it out, it just like settles and because yeah. we're not used, you know, we're used to being kind of like cattled into yeah. here's a, you're coming to a conference. Now you're going to go to room A3 and you're going to sit in a chair and, you know, there's like that kind of structure. And there is a structure. There is a structure of kindness. There's a structure of here's the grove that's holding you and the people that are around you and you are free to do whatever you want to do. And, you know, you're well held, however it is you want to do that. Maybe you want to just sit in next to a tree. That's okay. And there's no hurry too, you know, and guess what? No cell phone reception for the most part, maybe if you have AT&T, but that also blows people away a little bit that they're like, oh, what am I, how am I disconnected for a whole day? Right. So there's, just, there's something just... wonderful about being disconnected and about bringing lunch, frankly, um, <laughs> Because it's like, oh, this is what, it just takes you one step back. And we all need that from time to time. Yeah. You take, you bring your lunch, you bring your chair, whatever you need, bring your water, you know, you pack it in and pack it out. It's lovely. 
It, it, I mean, at first people are a little nervous and they're like, no, it's okay. And then, you know, spontaneously, the second one, people were like, oh, I brought food to share. So suddenly now there's a food sharing table. And that just happened because people brought stuff to share, not because, and we don't want to plan it too much. We want to just let it happen the way it happens. It's lovely. It's lovely from beginning to end. And I don't say that very often. I'm, I'm kind of a smart ass. Michelle's the nice one. And so for me to say that it's, it's well, not only that, but I will share that Cynthia was a little skeptical. She was not sure about this. And then she arrived and she was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, see, I told you. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I, I have known since its inception, because I, I know, I know of some of the, the helpers and I, and I thought, holy shit, I'm trying to get re get away from woo woo. You know, I want to, I want to be more grounded or everything. And then as soon as I walked in, I said, I'm woo woo. <laughs> woo woo. So thank you. Thank you, Annie, for, for really embracing that and, um, and letting, you know, because you embraced it in such a way and you celebrate it in such a way that people like me celebrate it in a very big way. So I'm Somebody really asked. grateful. Yeah. So Somebody asked one time, shall we explain on the website what woo-woo means? And I'm like, no, that's kind of the point is because it is very, you know, it is very grounded and it encompasses all like whatever you want to imagine that it is. It's right. grounded in the earth. It's there. We're solid. And it's, there's all kinds of things that that can encompass that um, you, it doesn't always have to be our cup of tea, but it is somebody's. <laughs> And that's who we want to have tea with. That's the truth. <laughs> right? Thank Very you so much for being on our show today, Annie. We really appreciate your time. We love your event. We're excited about the upcoming event on October 1st. And we will be there. We will see you in the woods. And hopefully we will see all of our listeners too. So thank you, everybody. And uh, we'll be with you next week. Thank you for being willing to um, participate again. You really make it happen. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets New.